to Prosper. I'm your host, Anna Maria Bliven, and today we're going to be talking with Adam. Adam comes to us from 10 years of being in the Army and his experience of transitioning from the Army into civilian life is very interesting. So don't go away. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. and welcome to Prosper Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Maria Bliven, and I have the privilege of talking with Adam Bird. Say hi, Adam. Hello, how are you? <laughs> hey, Adam, you are a brother, a brother in the Army. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, let's see. What did you do in the Army? I uh, it started off as transportation. I was an 88 Mike truck driver. So really any, for those of you out there that don't know, basically any wheeled vehicle that the Army had, I could hotwire and drive, or not, did I say hotwire? I could drive <laughs> when needed. Not supposed to say that. <laughs> That's a secret. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when did you leave the military? I left the military, uh, let's see, it would have been July of uh, 2007. I was with the National Guard in Arizona and enjoyed my time, but life threw a curve at me. I, I had planned on being a lifer. And uh, I had an opportunity to take custody of my son, and, and it was like, and I'm not the type that couldn't do both. Uh, I'm sure I could have, but I didn't have a family plan in place, and I liked being the dad more than, than the other stuff. So, uh, you know, I, my time at that time was, I had a good run. I was under the 10-year mark, so I figured if I hit 10, I have to finish. I wasn't there yet, so I, I got out. Okay, that's fine. So as an 88 Mike, then you were able to just pick up your skills and drive truck for a civilian. Yeah, I and I actually I did. I got my civilian CDL license for quite a while. The last uh, probably four and a half years that I was in the military, I was an instructor. So I had a lot of instructor training and like the sales and that, that kind of stuff. So that kind of helped me in the civilian sector. I used a lot of my skill set from the military. I think the military, is, as you very well know, it gave me a, a sense of purpose, some drive, some great leadership skills and gave me confidence more importantly than anything. Right. And you were, were you able to get a job fairly quickly? Oh, wait a minute. You said you were in the guard. So for our listeners listening, if you're in the guard or the army reserve, you have to have a full-time job. So you can basically afford to serve our country in a part-time basis. I, I looked at the guard side of it was for me at that time in my life, it was, I was getting the best of both worlds, do something cool on the weekends, probably never get called up, which in 2003, we found <laughs> out that was false. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, you know, have a, have a day job trying to grow a business or, or, or work in corporate America and get some more experience. Right. So before we came together on the podcast and we started to record, you mentioned that you were in entrepreneurship as well. So can you share with our listeners what that was about? Sure. I've, I've always had like the entrepreneurial drive. I've always done something. I've had a business of some form or fashion since I was 17 years old. And we won't go how old I am right now. That's not important. But for many, many years, I have done something along the sides. And in 2013, I took the leap of faith, quit my corporate job just on a limb, and I went and invested full time in myself, and uh, you know, at, at that time I had a different business along the same lines of what I'm doing right now. In 2015, my company now that's called Heroes Media Group, 
was born. And I had started, I took everything that I'd learned from the previous company, brought it over, which is we're a digital media and publishing company. So we help podcasters grow. We help podcasters with, with all facets of, of anything podcast. I've, I've got myself personally, in the last decade, I've been a part of over 1,700 episodes that I've either produced, been a part of, whether it's a guest, hosted, or, or what have you. So there's, there's a lot there, and that's not something I normally announce. So uh, I'm kind of surprised that I even brought it up now on the show. And now that I think about it, that's, that's quite a few episodes. Uh, so I started doing that, and then I got into people asking me about doing audiobooks. So then we got into producing audiobooks here within the last couple of years, and we've been doing more of those as well. So we do anything related with podcasts, and then we, we also do uh, audiobooks for people. Wow. So how long did it take when you were transitioning from 88 Mike into the civilian? I'm assuming you drove truck over the road for a bit. Uh, let's see. I, I got my CDL license like in 2000. It was early, like 2001, 2002 timeframe. And I had that for, for five, six years. And I, and I drove truck for probably about three years. It wasn't necessarily over the road. It was you know, state or regional stuff that I would do with a couple of different companies at the time. And then I really didn't get into the entrepreneurial side of things, like I said, full blown until until 2013. Right. Okay. While you were in the guard, what was your full time job? I had many. I think the last corporate job that I had, I worked for a uh, post-secondary education college online school. Uh, recruiting people oh. to come in, and I would teach them about their military benefits. So I worked in their military department, helped them grow their military department, and then explain to our brothers and sisters what the GI Bill looked like, or the post nine eleven GI Bill, or you know, all the other stuff that they had at the time. Yes. Well, part of what I did when I was serving was an education services officer, and so I can tell you that, yeah. <laughs> I guess I remember the day when we had three types of GI bills and now we have way more than three types of GI bills. It's almost like, all right, when did you serve? What did you serve? What was the campaign you were in? How many days did you, were you on orders? I mean, there's like, ah. It's like you go to work and it's one of those where it's like, how can much more confusing can I make it for everybody? And how much more difficult can we make it for our troops and stuff like that? No kidding. Talk about pass. It's like, okay, you're going to go right, but you're going to take a left and then you're going to go right again because then you're going to go straight because of the campaign you were in. It's like, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about what it is that you learned that we can pass along to our brothers and sisters when they're leaving. I think when you're when you're getting ready to ETS out of the military, I think the biggest mistake that I see our brothers and sisters make is they wait too long before they start making a decision or before they start looking at uh, life post-military, right? So one of the things that I've been blessed to do the last several years and people that I'm working with closely to now that are still active duty and whatnot is... In, I want to say a TAPS program. I think that's what it was called. There's a lot of different programs now, but the biggest thing that I tell people, like, listen, if you're getting out in 18 months, you need to start looking at where do you want to end up? What type of 
you know, career path? Are you going to stay retired? Are you going to get back in, uh, you know, working a, a corporate job somewhere? Are you going to work at a government job? What does that look like? What does your life look like post-military career? And you got to start moving forward. I say 18 to 24 months, you should start coming up with a game plan. And then, you know, if you're if you're within 90 days of getting out of the military and you have no idea what to do, what you're going to do, you're late. You're late for it. And now you're you're going to be stressing to get to where you want to go. So you really got to focus around that 18 to 24 month mark. And then I would say, you know, at the 12 month mark, have a game plan of things that you want to start marking off. And then when you're 180 days out or a lot of times uh, what they call terminal leave, when that starts, you got to start getting those motions and the ball rolling on your next career path or where it is that you want to go. I really like that. That's that's a good timetable. Now, um, where do you see that that would fit with the military experience itself? Because right now, the way it is, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a one-week tap, and that's a check in the box for for leaving. So let's be honest here, if we can, for a second. The TAPS program, it's it's gotten a little better, but, but let's be honest. It's up to us, and we really need to—it's our lives, ultimately, right? Could the military do better helping us move into a different career? Absolutely. But the beauty about that is that there's so many of us that are out now that are here to help guide you. You don't have to do it by yourself anymore. There are so many resources now. Uh, you know, I got out in 2007 and there was maybe a, a, a fraction of the resources then that there are now. You got nonprofit organizations, full-blown for-profit organizations. You got people that are headhunting companies that are looking for people like us to fill the positions that they have available right now. Is there a certain tool or anything like that? There's a lot of them. You just have to look it up. Really, the I can't stress how important it is, the timeline, quite frankly. If you're looking at working after the military, you got to figure out where you want to end up, whether it's back in your home state, where you're currently residing, if you're stationed somewhere other than your home state, or you, you plan on moving somewhere else completely. Figure that out. That's going to be the big thing. And then figure out what type of job or what it is that you would like to do post-military career. Right, 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 right. So I could think of maybe the retention NCOs as being the place to have a conversation like that. Yes? Yeah, retention's one. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, I think it comes down to some of the commanders as well. You know, you got to take care of your troops, right? And I wasn't an officer. I was an, I was an enlisted guy, for the, for the record. But I, I think it comes down to, you know, senior level NCOs and, and officers is, you know, you got people coming out. You still got to move forward with the training, right? That doesn't mean you just leave. Oh, well, I'm not going to worry about that person because they're not moving on to the next step or, or what have you. And let me take a step back further just for a second, if I may. You'd ask, you know, what, what can we do? If you're in an NCO position or getting out as an NCO, that we all know what the five-paragraph op order is. Yep. We're all familiar with it. That's all you're doing moving on into the next chapter of your life. You're creating a five-paragraph op order. And if you can do that, everything else, We, I think the problem is, is we get so overwhelmed and that, oh, my God, what am I, what am I, what am I supposed to do? What am I going to do? I, I've done this for the last 10, 20, 
30 years of my life, what, what am I going to do post-military? One, you're going to enjoy life, right? Or at least I hope. Right. And, and two, is it scary? Yeah, it's a mindset that you put. I think we psych ourselves out too much. I'm not saying it's not stressful because, because it, it can be, and it, it most certainly is. But don't let that keep getting at you. You're a soldier. You're, you're, you know, you, when you're, you're transitioning out, you've been through far worse. There's no reason for you right. to have your moment, but then lace the boots up and, and continue to march. Right. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. Pre-planning is actually going to make it less stressful. Yeah. Well, listen, Getting- listen we, we don't just go on a mission without trying to plan it first. We get the intel. We, we, we figure out what the routes are. We figure out who our support is, where the food, where the ammo, who's going. There's a lot of things. Again, five-paragraph upward. You could just figure right. out, write a five-paragraph plan and move forward. Right. And if you're stuck for wanting to know what it is that you do want to be doing, especially if you're active Army or, you know, if you're active military, I don't want to leave out the Navy and the Coast Guard and the Marines and the Air Force and Space Force, they're... Their military service is not just the Army. But what we want to emphasize is that if you are active duty, there is coming a day when you hang up your uniform and you put your boots away for the last time. And if you could start be thinking 18 to 24 months before your ETS date, what it is that you want to be doing after you put your boots away and hang up your uniform it'll go a whole lot more smooth. And the reason why we are most concerned about this is because we know that a lot of our brothers and sisters are ending up in what we call dark places because they waited too late. And we're trying to prevent that. Yeah, it's a story that's told all too often is ending up in a dark place. And, and here, here's the other thing, if I may, when you're looking at things to do or what you want to accomplish after your military career, if you find something out there, maybe there's a job that interests you, call those companies that you would maybe like to work for. Ask to do a shadow day. There's a lot of people that do uh, shadow day is not the word I'm looking for. But anyway, you, you, could, you could shadow somebody or whatnot to see if that's the type of job that you really you know, want to do. Internships, that's another one that I was looking for. Uh, you know, some some people that are, if you're getting ready to retire out of the military and you're on term leave, your terminal leave or whatnot, some people yep. got terminal leave and they're, you know, their terminal leaves, you know, 90 to 180 days where they're on terminal leave. Go do an internship somewhere. Be actively involved. And here's the, I think the biggest thing, you cannot be afraid to ask for help. That is a big thing. That is a huge thing. Because especially in the army, army strong, if you even write, because you're you're vulnerable or you're thinking in your mind you're vulnerable. But in essence, folks, you're not you're showing strength in asking questions, for getting your intel. For heaven's sake, if you're going into battle, you gotta get intel. Well, this is the battle of your life, so gotta get intel. Like Adam said, it's a five paragraph op order. And the mission is you. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you look at it like that and you're preparing yourself like that, then you're less likely to end up in a dark place. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to prevent a situation where you get yourself so overwhelmed 
that you don't know which end is up and you're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel and you're having a tough time looking for it, we don't want you in that spot. We would much rather have you pretty much with a five paragraph op order, all set, you have your data, you've got your intel, you've got all of your resources lined up and you're ready to march forward. And one thing that I learned that I would, when I left and I quote unquote retired after 26 years is because I'm saying quote unquote, when you're in a job interview, it gets confusing for a civilian employer to hear the word you retired and you're looking for a job. So you have to say, I left the military. So that's just one example, one that could trip a person up. And I I can't stress enough, there's so many organizations, classes. We go through the the program getting out of the military, and and every branch has their, you know, requirement of what you need, you know, check off the boxes, you know, go turn in your TA-50, go check this, go check that, all that other crap, right? Out processing. And and, and we all know that that out processing is a joke. And they're trying to get better. They're just not doing it fast enough. But the nice thing about it is, is that there's millions of us out there that have gone through that process that are here to help, right? Right. And yeah, and there's so many people out there that I've met in in my journey that that want to help. They're there, wanting to help other people, and that's a big thing. But it, it all falls on the you. You can't be afraid to ask for help. You know that, that's and for a lot of people, you know, pride gets in the way. I, I certainly, I'm man enough to admit when my pride's gotten in the way, I don't like asking for help because I feel like I'm I'm. I'm putting a burden on somebody by asking for help. You got to lose that mindset. You got to ask for help because last time I checked, nobody that's ever been successful in life got to be successful without help from others. Yeah, that's right. We don't live in a vacuum. And like you said, there are millions of us that have gone through the transition. And I dare say hundreds of thousands that did find themselves in a dark place, but were able to make it out. So let us help you lead the way. <laughs> as base, Right? That's basically the bottom line to what it is that we're talking about. Be prepared. And if for some reason you're one of those that are didn't get the memo <laughs> and you're not prepared and you find yourself that overwhelming spot, reach out. Thank you so much for this time that you've shared with us, Adam. And so if you're one of those that want to help somebody, how do they get in touch? Oh, great. Thank you for that. Listen, if, you, if you're out there and you want to check out what we do more, go to uh, heroesmediagroup.com. You can reach me there. You can email the company at info at heroesmediagroup.com. Uh, that those, all of those emails come across my desk uh, at any given time of the day. So and my assistant usually lets me know, hey, this is a person here and needs to. And then I'll reach out to you personally. So heroesmediagroup.com. Check us out. Thank you, Adam. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Hey, listeners. We had a chance to talk with Adam Bird, and he had some really interesting things to share. First of all, he mentioned something about having a five-paragraph op order. When you stop to think about that, that also includes intel. You would never go out to fight an enemy without your intelligence, without the mil- the mission plan, 
the materials, the people to do it with. I mean, you would never do that. And that's a mission to fight a war. But how about Mission You Possible being the mission? And now you're making your mission plan to move forward past the military experience. There is coming a day when you're going to hang up your uniform and put your boots away for the last time. And like he said, let's not wait for 90 days. That's too late. Get started 18 to 24 months and then revisit it 12 months and then fine tune it six months. And then if you happen to have terminal leave, wow, that's a period of time where you can be doing things like interning, shadowing, making sure that the path that you're choosing for yourself makes sense for yourself. Any way you look at it, it's mission you and you are on your own path to prosper. Thank you.